Okay. Well, today we're doing no music um, because there has been uh, a grievance. And uh, this is a really strange episode for me for a number of reasons. It's very vulnerable, like pulling back the curtain of, of not only who I am as a person, but also the things that affect me on a deep level and why. Today we're talking about Jason David Frank. You might be asking, who's Jason David Frank? And he is most known for a role that he did on a show called Power Rangers back in the 90s as a young guy. Um, He was a young martial artist at the time, and he was cast as this new Power Ranger, which is, it's it's like a kid's show uh, fighting, you know, karate, a lot of stuff for people that don't know. And uh, he comes in and he's new and attractive and he he soon becomes everybody's favorite character. And uh, anyway, he's deep in my psyche and my psychology as a person. And I, a couple of years ago, I started following him on Instagram because, um, you know, those years of watching that show and my love for the Power Rangers franchise, it's it's always meandered, but definitely stayed with me throughout my life. And uh, it's now something that I look back on fondly with nostalgia and love for those characters in the franchise and, and more so though the feeling that I got watching the show and, and memories I have pretending to be those people and those, you know, figures of my imagination. We'll talk about that maybe more depending on if we get there. But so this, you know, the star of the show who went on to do so much, he recently uh, died by way of suicide. And it really affected me in in what we've talked before about what is known as the parasocial relationship. And um, the parasocial relationship is basically when you, you basically have some sort of relationship or acquaintance with some sort of public figure or someone that makes you feel like you know them when obviously they don't know you because they're usually someone famous or someone that's in the limelight that you have idolized or that you have exalted on some sort of pedestal. Uh, Jason David Frank for me was kind of always that person, but I always felt like I knew him based off of his social media presence. Um, I always felt like I knew him because he's been a part of my life since I was, I don't know, six or seven in my formative, you know, youth years. I used to have, you know, toys of him and grew up with, you know, watching that show, watching him on that show. So yeah, it was really shocking to hear that that had happened because as a person, Jason David Frank, he seemed to be someone that really cared about people, about fans. He always made himself available and and stayed like all day signing autographs and hanging out with his fans and doing photos, doing fun videos. The social media accounts that I follow, I follow multiple accounts of of people that actually knew him because I'm just kind of a nerd when it comes to that stuff. So not only did I follow him on social media, but I followed all these other uh, accounts of people that knew him well, that when the news came out about his death, all these people started posting and I, I started hearing all these stories about that just confirmed all the things that I had thought, which is he was a wonderful person, very caring, 
welcoming. You know, one of the the people that I followed, his name is Aaron Shonke, and he uh, he's best known for the Bat in the Sun. He does all these like verses. YouTube videos and, and like online films and, and animated films and stuff, some short films and, and longer content films, uh, of like fan, fan films that, um, like put say the green ranger, the white ranger, which were Jason David Frank's characters versus other like fan favorite characters, like, I don't know, Batman or, or Scorpion from the Mortal Kombat franchise. And they would fight in these videos. And a lot of it is centered around martial arts because Jason David Frank was a martial artist first and foremost. And so was the franchise of Power Rangers. It came on the tails of like something like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all the other, you know, karate martial arts stuff that was coming out at the time in the 90s for two that appealed to, to kids just like me. But um, Jason David Frank, I think, was the the one at the top for me. Like out of all the martial arts icons, he was for me always at the top. And he always seemed like such an inspiration to everyone he came across. And and I think he was an inspiration. He was a teacher and a mentor to many young students. And uh, he was a wonderful fighter that also I, I've heard from Aaron. Um, Aaron went on his uh, Instagram and social media and he, he did a live where he was just, he was, he was being vulnerable and, and showing off how affected he was. Cause he became friends with them. He started out also as a fan and then became friends with them and, um, talked about how the first interaction he ever had with Jason David Frank was Jason David Frank welcoming him into his house to talk about like future projects. And, and then they became friends and they did all these things together. And, uh, Aaron was sharing all these really, these cool stories about, what a badass he was. <laughs> he shared this one story. That's really funny. Um, just to show you how, how, you know, much of a martial artist Jason David Frank actually was. Aaron said that there was one scene where he was filming with him and they were using a real chain and the, you know, he's always asking Jason, like, how do I do this? Am I, am I doing using the chain right to choke, choke you? Cause he was trying to choke Jason out in the scene. And Jason was like, yeah, like, yeah, just really choke me. And if, if I can't handle it, I'll tap out or I'll, you know, I'll just toss you because I can do that. And Aaron's like simultaneously in awe and also terrified of, you know, this person because he's idolized them and he's also friends with them. But he's so he's like on about the eighth take, he's choking him with the chain. And Jason says, and Aaron's like, oh no, like I'm actually hurting him. And Jason says, you need to choke me harder. And <laughs> And Aaron goes, Jason, this is this is as hard as I can go. Like I'm giving 100 percent of my strength, <laughs> and and Jason's like, no, it needs to be harder, you know, because he wanted realism and everything. So that just kind of shows how badass he is. I think as a as a not just a, a cool person, an inspirational person, but also just like he truly was a badass and a great martial artist and fighter, and. My personal experience with him, you know, with the Power Rangers, he came in as the sixth Ranger. They they had this like rainbow of Power Rangers, the five. It was red, blue, yellow, black, and pink. And that was like the main crew. And there was no, I didn't even think about, you know, you know, you know how they always do that where like there's like some sort of franchise and they add like the, the cool character always comes a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Like the main, you know, that they drop the new character and then he's like the one everybody loves the most or she. 
you know, for the longest time, it was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there was like the four turtles. And then everyone was always thinking like, oh, there's they're going to be a, f- a fifth turtle at some point. And they tried and it didn't really work. They recently finally did that. But with Power Rangers, it was the Green Ranger. The Green Ranger shows up and he completes essentially the rainbow of Power Rangers. And and as a six-year-old, seven-year-old, my mind is just blown. I'm like, what? They added another ranger? And he's got a little bit of a different look to his costume, but it still fits in with the other ones. And so he's like the coolest, he's slightly different, but still cool. And he's got the coolest, uh, they command and, uh, drive these big mecha monsters. And at the time they were dinosaurs and, uh, the green ranger drove the, uh, dragon zord, which was the, like the coolest out of all of them. I still have the toy of it. And he called him with like this, like dagger flute. And it was so you know, campy and cheesy, but awesome. And Jason David Frank made a whole career based around this character and, and the fan love for the character. He spent his entire life basically banking on the fact that he was greatly loved by thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world. There's a whole story behind Power Rangers. If you want to learn more about it, there's a really good Netflix doc you could find that's like a half hour long. It talks about how that franchise started it's i think it's like the toys that made us really interesting there because a lot of why power rangers exists was to sell toys like action figures yeah but yeah so the green ranger comes in uh he was evil at first and then yeah because rita repulsa corrupted him oh, no. and then uh he shirked that evil and then became good and then the green power went away so then he became the white ranger um and he commanded the tiger zord and then all after that, and this kind of is told in the Power Ranger movie, the the first one that was a huge hit way back when. Uh, he was also in. He's the he's the White Ranger in that movie. They they get a new power and they you know new animals and new mecha zords and stuff like that. But so cool, like he was like the coolest to me growing up. For me, it was like Power Rangers and Jurassic Park. Like those were the things that I loved uh, until Pokemon landed for me at a a little bit later, but yeah, I, I don't know. Jason for me has, like I said, has always seemed like somebody who really just loves the fans, cared about his fans. When they tried to do the relaunch of the power Rangers franchise, they made a movie. The kid who plays Billy from stranger things plays the red Ranger in it. Oh yeah. From um, like five or six years ago. Dacre, Dacre Montgomery. Yeah. He's in it. Um, but they brought two of the original Rangers back for that, movie the only actors that kind of wanted to do it jason david frank was one of them and the other one was the pink ranger amy joe johnson and he's always been like i said he's always been around the franchise he was brought back like multiple times for and one time he came back for like a whole new season of like new power rangers where it was like way after his time for a new generation and he was like a teacher for these new young power rangers and then he eventually became the black ranger for that team which was really cool uh because like you have all these kind of younger cats and then you have the leader who's you know the black ranger um yeah so he's been he's been the green ranger white ranger he was the red zeo ranger uh when they when the team went back down to five and then he became the black ranger for that that later one they all have these names like zeo dino thunder uh Mighty Morphin. There's all like these these uh, precursors that indicate which season of Power Rangers it is. It's on. It's on like season thirty 
20 or 30 something now. It's still going. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's still going. It's hard. It's a little bit harder for me to watch. And, and one of the, one of the things now is like power Rangers is super cheesy and it always has been. And Jason David Frank was asked that one time. He was asked like, you know, can we try to like age it up? Like, you know, make like a more badass version of power like Rangers. Power Ranger. Yeah. And, and he, and his response was like, yeah, like it's cool. Like, for example, like, um, yeah, the guy who produced Castlevania, Adi Shankar, the reason he even got to the point where he could make Castlevania was because he made this, like, really gritty Power Rangers short film with um, the dude that played Dawson's Creek. James Vanderbeek. Yeah, yeah. With James Vanderbeek, like, in the lead. And it was, like, this really gritty, badass version of Power Rangers for, like, a 20-minute short film uh, made by Adi Shankar. And, and Jason David Frank was like, yeah, it's cool, but... You know, one of the things that makes Power Rangers Power Rangers is that it can appeal to all ages, but specifically to the young, like to the youth. Like Power Rangers is Power Rangers because a young kid could watch it and be inspired by it, you know, to be a hero or to, to you know, make better choices in life. And that's the kind of person I feel like that he was. Um, and so watching him on social media for a long time, just, you know, always being there for his fans, you know, being this, this source of inspiration. And then hearing about this was really, really gnarly, uh, for me, uh, personally, because it just felt like this great light had gone out in the world. And, um, I felt this way before about a few celebrities, Chadwick Boseman, definitely, uh, Heath Ledger, that one wrecked me. I know for you, you, talked about Anthony Bourdain's death affecting you on a deep level. Yeah. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. That one is, yeah, insane. I, I, these people that are like, they truly seem like great sources of love and light. And then they just are gone. And it's like the, the thing I've been thinking about the most is legacy and like, what kind of legacy does that leave? Like when, when the person who is the source of hope is no longer the source of hope, but source of pain and suffering and maybe like, uh, despair, what, you know, what does that leave us? Like when these great people leave the earth in this way and leave people behind, he had four kids, four kids. I don't, obviously I can't speak to that, but what kind of legacy is that? And I don't necessarily mean in a bad way, like what kind of legacy is left after someone who was this great light in the world is no longer a great light, but absent, like what is the absence of light, but darkness, you know? And so I, I truly think that the legacy that he had before the tragic ending was the thing that we should be focusing on as humanity, as humans who are all trying to make sense of this world. One of the things Aaron said though, uh, Aaron Shunky again, the, the guy was his friend that does all the bat in the sun stuff. If you haven't checked out his work, you should check it out because it's great. In fact, here's something funny. My friend that died a couple of years ago, John, he used to know Aaron. <laughs> How? Um, way back in Hemet when they were, they used to hang out at a comic book shop and do like some card game stuff or something. Aaron was there with them. That's crazy. With him and Alf, I think. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Holy moly. Yeah. It's a small world, man. 
I don't know if Aaron would remember that. Um, or if John was just lying to me, <laughs> Alf might be able to verify. But um, anyway, one thing Aaron said was, you know, we go throughout our days and we ask, hey, how you doing? And people say, oh, I'm fine or I'm good. And he was saying that we just dismiss that and we don't ever really read into it, but we really should be okay as people being able to be vulnerable with each other and being able to, you know, tell people how we actually are doing or feeling without it being taboo or weird or strange so that when someone is in pain or when someone is dealing with, you know, great immense, maybe inner turmoil that we're able to ask for help and, um, you know, get out of the, maybe the, the hole that we're in. So I just wanted to pass along that message and, you know, talk about Jason David Frank. Cause it was, like I said, it's been really weighing on me and I keep seeing stuff pop up cause I still follow all of his friends on Instagram, but yeah, I didn't know him, but I wish I could have met him in a way. Again, I feel like I have, but he will be missed greatly. And, um, if you want to learn more about him, you know, the information's out there, go follow Aaron, just type in bat in the sun, bat in the sun. It, he all started with like doing Batman stuff, but his stuff's great. And you can find that live that he streamed that I was talking about, where you can hear more about Jason David Frank, but goodbye, Jason and everybody. <laughs>